How often do you get into arguments with your significant other? Well, this is a question that I feel like is very useful to ask. Ask yourself, ask your partner. Because there's been research before in the past by John Gottman that suggests that having a 5 to 1 ratio of positive to negative interactions in a relationship is seen as a healthy thing in regards to studies. Like having the ideal ratio 5 to 1 or greater positive to negative interactions. What that means is you're in your relationship, there shouldn't be constant arguing and fighting over issues. And there should be a significant amount of positive interactions compared to negative. And, you know, I'm going to dive deep into my relationship real quick. Like my current relationship, I feel like there's probably been a ratio of maybe 7 to 1, Maybe, you know, once a week we might run into a disagreement or maybe once every five days or so, or maybe the ratio is higher. It's really hard to keep track. But from what I can tell, there's significantly more positive to negative interactions. And, you know, occasionally we might run into issues that kind of we run into a few times over again. And in my opinion, that isn't a sign of a bad relationship. That's just a sign that we got to figure it out. That's a, that's a reoccurring issue that needs to be solved. And I'm just trying to, you know, wrestle through this situation and try to maybe provide guidance to people that are going through that. I've seen relationships before, you know, I've been in close contact with people who fight on a maybe daily or every other day basis where someone gets annoyed or emotionally explodes on a regular basis. And it's hard to say, like, you know, that to me, that might be too many negatives compared to positives. But I've also seen couples potentially where they avoid a lot of conflict, they avoid a lot of issues, and they kind of just only live in la-la land. They just, they stay in the positive. They don't want to have any kind of negative interaction. But in my opinion, that's kind of avoiding the problem. And before they know it, their ratio is going to shift pretty quickly. So what I've found has been useful is being honest with the other person about how you're feeling and telling them what you really think, but in a way that's loving, you know, it's a hard balance, truth and love, how loving to be, how truthful to be. But from what I can tell, it seems as if when you are honest with the other person with love as your guide, you can get through a lot of issues. And, you know, if you're with someone who's emotionally mature and stable, I feel like the positive to negative interactions will be five to one or higher because of how well you guys can, you know, manage different situations. Like just because someone, you know, was a little late or just because someone forgot one thing they said they were going to forget doesn't mean there needs to be an explosion, but there might need to be a discussion and judging whether something's negative or positive seems to be kind of hard. I'm not sure what constitutes negative because to me, an uncomfortable conversation about ways in which I could improve as a man that my girlfriend's coming to me with, yes, they are kind of uncomfortable, but in the grand scheme, I see it as a positive. I see it as like, this is really going to help me. It's going to help her. It's going to help us. So it just depends on really how you define it. But from what I can see, maybe negative interaction is something that leads in like leads in the relationship leaning in a worse direction like after that situation you can feel the relationship is in a worse place 
Like I kind of define it as that. If we're having a hard conversation and it's getting a little emotional and it's sad and it's hard and it's tough, but afterwards we're moving through that and the direction of the relationship is positive, then I see that as a positive interaction. So that's kind of how I've defined it. One thing that I've heard from, uh, what's his name? Adam Lane Smith, a relationships kind of expert and whatnot, human psychologist and whatnot. He was saying that if... You know, it's not about necessarily the number of times you run into hard conversations. It's how you reconcile them. How often are these hard conversations leaving you separated, angry, in a negative position, mad at each other? Or and how often are they like give, bringing you closer together, helping you understand each other more, leading to more and more ways that you can work with each other, leading to plans you know battle plans on how to solve that next time and leading to just ways in which to, you know tools are built so that you can get through that all those kinds of things and that's kind of what I'm trying to get at here it's like I want to inspire people to you know if you're having a relationship where there's so many negative explosions that are ending and you guys feeling mad at each other feeling disappointed feeling separated feeling non-connected then there might that might be a sign that the relationship needs a ton of work, aka counseling, aka therapy, aka having deep discussions on a regular basis, or B, it's a sign that the relationship might not work long term. And, you know, who am I to say that someone's relationship might not work long term? I'm not here to say that. I'm here to make you question how is your relationship doing? How often are these hard conversations leading you closer together or farther apart? And, you know, how mature is each party in these kind of conversations? One of the four things that my counselor kind of showed me that John Gottman kind of said are four things to avoid in a relationship that I'm going to quick pull up, which are, let's see here, they're called the four horsemen. And these are the four things that are kind of useful to avoid in a relationship. First one would be criticism. Attacking someone's personality or character without really any, well, maybe you're saying it because you want them to improve, but sometimes people don't realize, me included, that the person you're with is a different person. They deal with things differently. They have different personality. They may or may not really benefit from your solution. The solution that works for you might not be the solution that works for them. And that's kind of what I've found in different situations. Critiquing someone because they are not that social is really not the most fair critique because some people are much more introverted. Some people are much more extroverted. That's that critique and that solution that you're providing to them may or may not be the best solution for them. And it might just kind of leave them feeling the, like their character is being attacked and that they aren't as good of a person. And that's not that great. And another four horsemen is contempt. Attacking someone's sense of self with an intent of insult or abuse. It's like coming at someone and saying that they're a lesser person than you. Saying that they aren't as good as you. Saying that they, you know, have worse qualities than you. And that can happen in situations where, you know, to you, the solution might be one thing and they're just so dumb for not seeing it your way. And they're just, they're just not as good at this quality as you. So therefore it feels kind of good to put them down and say, you know, I'm better than you at this. You're not very good at this. And that's just, that leads to all kinds of things. 
The third thing to avoid in a relationship is defensiveness. Victimizing yourself to ward off any type of attack and reverse the blame. Oh, well, I guess, you know, if someone's coming to you with a reasonable critique and saying, hey, you know, sometimes when we're talking on the phone and I can tell you're really not listening, I can tell you're doing something else, but you don't always, you know, you don't admit it. And they're like, oh, well, I, I don't know. I'm trying to think of like scenarios, but defensiveness can occur quite, pretty easily. Like, you know, you feel like you're being critiqued and then all of a sudden like you say, oh, well, it's not my fault that this and oh, and you do this. And like, it's a, it's like reversing the blame and kind of making you like, it's a victim mindset. Oh, well, well you do that when we're on the phone and all this. And instead of being like, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. There are times where occasionally, you know, I'm I get distracted and I shouldn't and I'm maybe in front of the computer when I shouldn't be or maybe I'm on my phone when I shouldn't be and yeah, I need to work on that and thanks for pointing that out and instead of like getting all defensive like, well, I hear you doing other things too and things like that and a final thing to avoid in a relationship is stonewalling. Stonewalling is what I was talking about before which is avoiding conflict and kind of like separating yourself like, oh, I'm kind of mad at this person. But instead of having a conversation about it, I'm just going to not listen to you. I'm going to ignore you. I'm not going to reach out. I'm going to just stay silent for a few days or months or years. And these are kind of things to avoid in these situations when you're having the hard conversations. But this, this kind of video is all about, I think hard conversations are truly something that can be a positive interaction. Like when John Gottman's talking about this ratio of five positive to one negative interaction. I think if you are with someone that's mature and if you're able to be mature, these hard conversations where there's slight critiques, where there's slight improvements need, being needed, you can get through that together, reconciled, figured out. And that, in my opinion, is a true positive interaction. So this is a challenge to you. How, analyze your ratio. Think about it. And Think deeply about where you guys end up after each situation. Like, you know, maybe you guys are people who go through some pretty tough arguments where you're trying to figure it out and you're it's getting tough. But then afterwards, you come together closer and reconciled and with solutions and with plans. Then I think you really are in a good situation. One thing my counselor says that is like crucial for any relationship and it's kind of the bedrock is the ability to have to, to communicate even when it's hard and the ability to reconcile differences because bro you're getting into a relationship with someone so much different than you they grew up in a different household different time maybe not different time different household different family dynamics different ways of coping with things different assumptions about the world and to think that you're never going to have hard conversations and to think that you're not going to have disagreements about how the world works and how each of you guys work, it's just not, not reality. So my goal to you is have these conversations that are hard, but try your very best to reconcile afterwards, come together afterwards, make up and try to come up with solutions that work for you both. And I'm, I'm hoping that this video helps someone and have a great rest of your day. Good luck with your relationships and follow for daily tips on relationships, dating, sex, quitting porn, improving your life, becoming a better man or woman. I'll see you in the next one.